for those of you that will come up when, when the Lord moves on me to, to be healed, uh, usually those that are feeling pain in their body, I found out in my experiences that um, for whatever reasons, the root of the problem is not physical. All right? I don't care what the doctor has told you. Dealt with a, a woman over the weekend with fibromyalgia and a man with spinal stenosis, if I'm saying that right. Those are incurable diseases. They did not heal after the first two prayers, and the first two prayers will be general. I will not come down from the pulpit, just line you up or whatever it is that you're suffering in pain. And if, and if your pain is physical, you should heal. You should heal. Right there on the spot, you should heal. And if I pray twice and it doesn't, then I will come down. I will stand in front of you. I'll ask you to raise your hands with your eyes open and ask God to give me a word of knowledge about what it is that is causing the pain in your body. In the particular, uh, this, let me say this, this is the level where it becomes very personal. And I will not use the microphone. In your ear, in secret, I will continue. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. I'm not here to uh, condemn anybody, judge anybody. I'm here so that God could set you free. Amen. And as I, as I dealt with the man with spinal stenosis, the Lord had revealed to me that uh, he was in a marriage with a blended family. Uh, his his wife had children. He had never had children. That was the problem. And it was causing all kinds of havoc. And although he supposedly had suffered from this disease for a long period of time, the Lord wanted to heal it if he was willing to make an adjustment as to how he treated his stepchildren. When I mentioned that in his ear, he kind of like, whoa. But being honest, he said that was true. I said, don't worry, and nobody knew what was going on. I just said, let's put it in God's hands. If you're sincere about making this adjustment, I'm going to lay my hands on you. God is going to heal you. I, I prayed a simple prayer. It didn't last more than a minute. And the Lord healed him. Same thing with the lady with fibromyalgia. I will say this about most people that I deal with. The root of a lot of pain in our lives has to deal with unforgiveness. There's a whole lot of mess going on in our lives. And even though we are the offended party, God many times still asks of us to take the high road and to ask for forgiveness. And when we don't, what you don't realize is this. The book of Matthew chapter 25 says, if we don't forgive, God, not Satan, will send tormentors into our lives. And there's a whole lot of uh, Christian folk baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, that are being tormented today. So, that being said, there's nothing impossible for God. Nothing impossible for God. I've seen the Lord heal blind, deaf, people with AIDS, cancer, 
tumors, fibromyalgia, paralytics get out of wheelchairs. It don't matter. Amen. And that's not even the strength of my ministry. That's praying people through the Holy Ghost. And it's too bad we don't have any. Because for every ten people that would show up here, God will fill at least eight. Last week in Arizona, 86 people showed up to receive the Holy Ghost. God filled 82 of them. Now, aren't you sad you didn't invite somebody tonight that didn't have the Holy Ghost? It's all right. God's still God. He'll do work if you bring them on Sunday. God will fill them. All right? Now, before I get into the Word, I just wanted to mention some, um, some books that I've written. Uh, the first one is called An Evil Day. Seven years of, of suffering very, very similar to Job where almost everything uh, in my life was taken away. A lot of tragedy, a lot of losses. This is the book that most women buy. We all know that in this life, women suffer way more than men. I thought all the ladies would be shouting down on that one. Amen. And when thoughts of suicide at the end of the seven years were run, running rampant, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it. But through the mercy of God, I did. And when all the dust settled, he asked me to uh, write about the experiences. And, and in the short period of time that we've been selling the book, we've sold over 5,000 of these books to people in congregations just like this. I don't really ever go to really, really, really big congregations. But in the, in the small ones that we've gone to, they've been a blessing. The, the next book that I've uh, written is called Unraveling the Mysteries of Faith. I'm going to preach from this book tonight. I'm going to challenge you tonight. Amen. And I honestly felt that we as ministers weren't doing a great, great, great job in explaining the concept of faith. So the Lord allowed me to see it in a way, in a simplistic way. Because I believe that that's the way that God really runs things in his kingdom he never meant it to be so difficult that we would not understand what it takes in order to receive from him and if we only understood just how badly god wants to bless us we would extend our faith out a whole lot more amen the the last one that i have and it actually has not been printed yet i do have a copy of the book cover it's called the plain wrapped anointing there's a lot of counterfeit stuff going on in pentecost today there's a lot of things that are happening amongst us that because the the children of god are very insensitive to the spirit of the lord we can't tell the difference between anointing and talent and there's a lot of things that that people are getting away with because we the people of god are not aware or cognizant of the true anointing that God has. I, I honestly believe that it's, it's the most important book that I've written to date. It'll probably be the least sold. How do you like that for a marketing tool? <laughs> and I say that because there's a whole lot of people that just don't want to hear the truth. Amen. But if you do, then uh, this book is for you. We're going to be selling all three of them after church, $15 each one. If you buy all three, when the last one does come out, we will send it to you postage free. We will not charge you at all, hopefully within a month's time.
uh, it should be out. Now, if there's any of you that prefer the Spanish language, we do have the books translated in Spanish, and they will be $15 each, 45 for uh, all three. Now, you might say, oh, Brother Pantes, I wish I would have known this before they picked up the offering. I would have not put everything in the basket. Don't worry. Although I'm not going to give them away. We have a crazy little machine that accepts your visa, your MasterCard, your Discover, your American Express, whatever plastic you got. Debit, credit, don't matter. And with the wonders of technology, when we hear that little whoosh, we know if you've got funds or not. Amen. So we'll make them available to you afterward. You all ready for the word? Let's all stand. Book of Numbers, chapter 14 and verse 24. Praise God. Okay. My mission, uh, before I get to the word, let me just say, any quiet folk in the house? I know we're Pentecostal and we're not supposed to be. Any quiet folk in the house? Kind of shy, withdrawn, you know, timid. Don't be ashamed to raise your hand. All right? You're going to see God move in a way that's going to catch your attention. And for those of you that have longed to be miraculous or use miraculously in the kingdom of God, God is going to tug on your heart tonight. Because you're going to see God move in a way that is doable in your personality. And I honestly believe that the reason why God had lifted up somebody like me is to be an example to the rest of you. I'm not here to, to, to calm down all you crazies. I mean, I mean, if you're a shouter and you are a dynamic personality and you've got faith, well then, God bless you. But God didn't make me that way. And I, for the longest time, I felt as an outcast in Pentecost because I just wasn't like everybody else. But tonight, I think I'm going to speak to a lot of folk, or at least a few folk. And you're going to leave this place without any excuses anymore as to why God cannot use you. You ready? Book of Numbers, chapter 14 and verse 24. It says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit. The Amplified Version says it this way. Because uh, he had a different kind of spirit. Talking about Caleb here. Because he had a different kind of spirit. At the end of the scripture, the Lord begins to speak and, and says, Him will I bring into the land where into he went. And we won't read the rest of the scripture. Tonight I want to talk to you about having a different kind of spirit. A different kind of spirit. Can you bow your heads? Let's go before the Lord. Let's ask God to speak to us tonight. Heavenly Father, in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity that has been given to me to speak to these precious people that have come here tonight looking for you. I believe that there's people that are hungry and thirsting after 
your presence, Lord God. And I'm asking that you will, one more time, unctionize my mind and heart and soul and every word from my mouth here tonight. And I know that if you'll do that, I will be able to accomplish the task that is before me. And when it comes time, Lord God, to move in that other realm, allow me to be sensitive to your spirit so that whatever it is that you would like to accomplish in your house tonight, it may be done in your will. Thank you. One more time, Lord God, for all that you're about to do as we give you all of the honor, glory, and praise in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Give the Lord a hand praise here tonight. Amen. You may be seated. Before I actually get into what I'm going to say, I I just need to kind of preface something here tonight. Every time you hear me uh, mention the phrase, a different kind of spirit, I want you to know that I'm not here to present to you a new doctrine. I'm not here with any kind of new revelation to uh, present to you to make you come to a greater knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time you hear the phrase, a different kind of spirit, I'm talking about the same Holy Ghost that God has filled you with. Amen? But sadly to say, some people only use the Holy Ghost on Sunday afternoons or whenever your uh, worship service is, they only use the Holy Ghost for uh, their actual worshiping and praising the name of the Lord. And what we don't realize is that this power, this anointing that God has given to us is a whole lot greater than what we have used it up to this point in our lives. Amen. So, we have read to you here tonight that Caleb had a different kind of spirit. We can include Joshua in this bunch. And as Moses uh, sent them out to spy out the promised land, they had one uh, uh, job to do. And it simply was, go out, check out everything that was in the land, and bring back a report of all the blessings that the Lord was, had promised to them and was going to bestow upon them. Uh, The fact of the matter was that when they returned from their mission, uh, 10 of the 12 uh, spies didn't actually come back with a report. They came back with a negative opinion. Want to know why churches in, in God here today do not grow the way that they should? Because although we've got dynamic pastors that know how to seek the face of the Lord how they will search uh, God in prayer and in fasting for direction for that particular congregation. When he comes before the congregation in a general meeting, there's always negative folk that are raising their hands and saying, well, you know what, Pastor? I really don't think that idea is going to fly. And another one stands up and oh, you know what, I agree with that one, Pastor. You know what, in the business world, you know what, that, that model that God has given to you for our success, it is just not, you know, it's antiquated. It's, a, it's from, something from yesterday and, and it's never going to be able to work in the days that we work here today. I want you to know that God does not need our opinions. You want to know what God is looking for in us? 
He's asking us to obey His voice, get in line with His word, and allow the Holy Ghost to lead us into greater and mightier things. Amen. But we always got our two cents. And especially today, two cents just doesn't, isn't worth very much. Now, if you decide in your mind or somewhere during this message that you're going to seek God for a different kind of spirit, there's one thing that you are going to have to understand. A person with a different kind of spirit will usually stand up against the majority. Because most people in the church do not understand a different kind of spirit. You know that crazy guy that's always worshiping and doing his Holy Ghost two-step and uh, going off in, in his own little world and woo! And, and, you know, he doesn't pay attention to what anybody else is doing. And everybody else is like, and they're smirking and they're making fun and, and, and all of that. And, you know, whatever reasons they've got to, to, uh, to mock him and, and to bring him down. Well, you know what? A majority of the people don't understand a different kind of spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Are there any dreamers in the house? Any visionaries where God speaks you, to you in the wee hours of the night or uh, the wee hours of the morning and, and you've got these dreams and ideas of what God would like to accomplish in your life and, 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 and once you receive these wonderful revelations from heaven, you go on to your friends and family and, and they begin to smirk and they begin to mock and they, they say, you, God is going to use use you you know if God would have talked to me first I would have sent him straight because I would have told him all the bad things that that you are and the things that you're not able to do and all that let me tell you something about this when God speaks to you personally don't go down to your neighbor to find some kind of confirmation because they're not going to understand what God has placed in your heart go with what God has given to you move out in the Holy Ghost and allow God to do great and mighty things. Isn't it wonderful to know that the Lord sees things that are not as though they were. Maybe you're not set today, but somewhere down the line, the Lord knows you're going to get it. Amen. You're going to fall into line. You're going to understand his will. You're going to move in great and mighty ways because the people of God just don't understand a different kind of spirit. Praise God. I was working the altar at a big church. There was maybe about 200 at the altar. In, in, in those days, I worked a lot different than I do today. I'm always trying to adjust and get better at what I do. But in those days, I used to bring everybody up at all at once. Start at one end of the altar until I got to the end. Started like I normally did at one side. And at the other end of the altar, there was a a lady standing there with her daughter. She could not move her neck. The daughter was about 12 years old, but she had a mentality of five years, five years because she had Down syndrome. Well, the young lady ran over to where I was at. She gently tapped me on the shoulder and she said, Sir, very respectful. See that tall, skinny lady over there? That's my mama. 
She can't move her neck. She really needs your help right now. And I said, mm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of at this end of the altar. If you give me maybe about five more minutes, when I get there, I show you this. God is going to heal her. And she looked at me and she said, really? I said, yeah. So she got happy and she ran back. Well, two minutes later, that was five for her. She ran back to where I was again. She tapped me a little bit stronger. Brother, didn't you hear what I said? My mama needs your help right now. She can't wait any longer. And I said, oh, I'm about halfway through. I'm almost there. Just, just understand, when I get there, God is going to heal her. Really? I said, yeah. She said, okay. She ran back. One minute later, she came over to me and she got me by the hand. She started going back and forth like that. I got a different kind of spirit. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, young lady, go back to where your mama is. Stand behind her. Put your hands on her shoulders and say this. In the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. Pain, be gone. Wide-eyed, she looked at me. She said, is that all I need to do? I said, yeah. She said, okay. I can do that. I, I can do that. And she ran back to where her mama was. She got behind her mama. Just She did exactly as I told her. She began to pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The glory of God fell upon that woman and healed her right there on the spot. Wait a minute. There were some folks that were upset. Why? Because that young lady didn't have a ministerial license. And in that church, only ministers, ordained ministers, laid hands on the sick. I don't know if you read the same Bible that I do. But my Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter 16, that the believers... Mm, 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 that the believers are there any believers in the house here tonight that the believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover God is looking for somebody here tonight that's been baptized in Jesus name filled with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost that's willing to launch out with a different kind of spirit and if you will do what God is asking there are great and mighty things that will happen in your life you don't have to be normal it doesn't have to be hold humdrum. There can be dynamic things that happen in your life if you'll just obey the voice of God. But you need a different kind of spirit. Praise God. But when I, when I preach messages of faith like this, people in the congregation get nervous. Because they honestly believe that's why they pay their tithes to the church in the first place. So that the pastor can take care of all this stuff. Well, first of all, you don't pay your tithes to the pastor. You pay your tithes unto God. 
Amen. But God will use anybody, anywhere, at any time. Don't matter what your gender is, what your race is, what your age is. If you are made, if you make yourself available unto God, then you are what God is looking for. Amen. But there's a whole lot of folks that get nervous. They, they don't like to hear stuff like this. But let me pass on a, a, a testimony. A pastor friend of mine told me about something that happened in his church. One Sunday morning, right before Sunday school, one of the members uh, hurriedly came into his office beside himself. He had just come from the hospital, left his wife there. And according to the doctor, she was dying. Didn't know why. Couldn't explain it. All they knew or to tell this man was that if there's a God that you pray for, you, be, you better begin to pray because we don't think we can help her. So he hurriedly went to the church. He begged the pastor to offer up a prayer uh, for his wife. And he said, sure, sure, I, I can do that. When the pastor got up to the altar, or, or rather the pulpit, he received a different kind of spirit. And explained the situation to the congregation. And then he said this. I don't know why God has placed this in my, in my mind. But he has told me if there's just one person in this congregation. There's about four or five hundred people. One person in this congregation that can recite from memory St. John chapter 15. God will send an angel of healing to where our sister is. And heal her right there on the spot. So the people immediately opened up their Bibles, John 15, and whoo, there's 27 verses there. Immediately, everybody just put their heads down. And pastor's looking out in the congregation to see if there's somebody that would know this. And he's wondering why God would place this in his head if there's nobody there. He looked to the adult section, everybody had their heads down. He went out to the section where the young people was worse. They were hiding behind the bench. You know, young people. But way in the back of the congregation, this nine-year-old little jelly bean or jumping bean was up there, pa- Pastor, 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 choose me. Here I am, Pastor. And, and the people around said, no, 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 calm down. You misunderstood. He's not asking you to recite one verse. He's asking you to recite the whole chapter. She says, leave me alone. Pastor, here I am, Pastor, Pastor, please, please, please. Pick me, Pastor, here I am. And the Pastor finally sees where she's at. And she said, it's... Is that true? Can you really recite from memories St. John 15? She said, sure. He said, come here. She comes up before him. He's looking down and said, how is it that you know this? She says, Pastor, my mama homeschools me. I don't go to those crummy public schools. My mama homeschools me. And you know what? Every month I have to learn a portion of scripture. And guess what, Pastor? What? This month is St. John chapter 15. He said, Really? She said, Yeah. He says, All right, turn around and start reciting in front of 500 folk. She says, Okay. And she starts. After about five verses in, 
the glory of God enters into the sanctuary from the back door. Ten verses in, the people that are in the back are starting to feel something that wasn't there in the beginning of the service. Fifteen scriptures in, it's starting to infiltrate almost halfway through the entire congregation. Twenty verses in, people are starting to look at themselves. They're not saying a word, but they're feeling something glorious that they weren't feeling. People are starting to tremble. Others are starting to cry. They're starting to feel God in a way that they knew was special. She got to the Verse 27, the pastor stood up behind the pulpit. He sent an angel of mercy to where that woman was in the hospital. The Lord healed her right on the spot as the glory of God enveloped the entire church. Don't tell me here tonight that there are no signs and wonders and miracles in our day to day. You don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to go to a third world nation. Hallelujah. Somebody with a different kind of spirit can unleash the glory of God and see great and mighty things happen in our church. But you need a different kind of spirit. Amen. Now, I got all crazy right now just to get that out of the way. I'm going to talk to your hearts the rest of the service. And I say that because we truly as a body of Christ have misunderstood this wonderful gift that God has given to us. We think, and I'll say this, and I, know, and I wish that... I had time to explain. I'm just going to throw it out there. There is a great difference in a service between a moving of God's Spirit and God unleashing His glory. God's glory does not visit us every service. Because there's lots of services when the Spirit of God is moving and there's a whole lot of uh, emotion and, and demonstration and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's girls in the front row texting. There's, there's boys in the back checking out the girls. There's musicians not even paying attention. They're just playing because they know how to play. But when the glory of God visits There is no moving around. There is no gossiping. There is no texting. A lot of times there is no music. Everybody's on the floor, prostate, giving God honor and glory and praise. But because God doesn't visit us in that way, Many times we, we settle for a moving of His Spirit. And it looks like it's powerful. It looks like it's genuine. It looks like it is the, the creme de la creme. 
But when we walk outside of those doors, we find ourselves not changed at all. And whether you want to admit this or not, what I'm about to say is true. In the midst of the joy of the Lord filling the temple, there are people here suffering in silence. And because we're so, we're, we're so enamored with getting our, our Holy Ghost dance on that we don't discern those that are brokenhearted, those that are suffering in ways that when they leave this place here today, the madness will continue in their lives. I was coming from lunch one day. I was working at international headquarters, another Jesus Name organization. And I encountered one of my co-workers. She had a young lady from her local church. She said, Brother Panty, she said, will you please counsel with her? And I, when, I, when, I'm, not, when I'm not ministering, I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I can disappear. You know, I'm, I'm not the, the most talkative person. I'm not the greatest of personalities. When the Holy Ghost moves on me, I can do what I do. But when the spirit isn't moving, I just kind of, you know how, how a, a Superman would morph into Clark Kent? <laughs> That's me. But I said, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her. And when we got up to the conference room, I discerned her spirit and I asked the Lord, I said, you know what? There's not anything I'm going to be able to do with her. And I'll I, I give you a short Bible study right now for any of you soul winners. If you encounter somebody with a closed, closed heart, not even the Lord Jesus Christ will be able to move on that person. They need to be open to what God is offering. And if they're closed... You are just wasting your time. Come back another day. Save your words for a time that they're going to accept what you have to say. Well, the Lord showed me she had a closed mind. I said, what am I going to do? The Lord gave me a word for her. And I told her this. She need, we needed to break the ice. I said, young lady... Remember, I've never seen her before. didn't know who she was. The reason why you don't want to go to your local church anymore is because although your pastor is bilingual, his strength is the Spanish language. And 90% of his messages are in Spanish. And your preference is English. Her eyes, I mean, up to that point, she wasn't paying attention. She didn't really want to be there. She wasn't going to listen. Any of that. As soon as I said that, she stopped. She looked up and her eyes got completely wide open saying to me, who in the world told you this? She had never verbalized that to anybody. Discerning her now, I saw that her heart was open. Short Bible study. Oh, I won't go on that side. Short Bible study. 
Revelation is progressive. Do you understand what I mean by that? It comes in parts. God will not give you all that he needs to give you to minister unto somebody all at once. For those of you that have chickened out, any chickens? For those of you that have chickened out interpreting tongues, because all that God supposedly has given to you is maybe three or four words. Let me let you on a little secret. That's just the way God works. And if you will say the three or four words that you have, at the moment that last word comes out of your mouth, God will give you more. Amen. Now, going back to her. I said that stuff about her pastor to get to the nitty gritty. And now that her heart was open, we could deal with some major issues. And I said, you're angry with God right now. You're, you're, you're really angry with God right now. Because in your eyes, God did not protect you when you needed him most. She didn't, she didn't actually do this physically, but I, I could sense this in her spirit. She was folding her hands. And she was looking at me with, like a, with a prideful look. And without saying a word, her spirit was saying, All right, man of God, if you're so hot, so great, tell me what it is that's between me and God. Like if that's not possible. I said, you're angry at God because when your daddy was sexually abusing you over and over and over again, God was nowhere to be found. Her eyes opened up so great. And not only did they open up, she got emotional. The tears began to well up in her eyes. And actually the tears started streaming down her cheeks. All of a sudden she began to scream from, from the deepest parts of her, of her insides. And the Lord says, leave her alone. She's healing. And, and I let her scream. And she's just letting these, these blood-curdling screams coming out. And then she says, yes, 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 yes. Where was God when my daddy was doing all that filthy, ugly stuff in my life? And, and the worst part of it is that my mom knew about it and she didn't do anything about it either. I didn't say a word. I let her say what she had to say. The Lord said, she's healing. Let the junk come out. Just let it come out. Let it come out. Let it come out. Then more revelation came. And this is the thing that hit her really hard. I said, the hard thing about this whole situation is this. Your daddy has started on your little sisters. And it looks like if there's nothing you can do about it. And it is driving you crazy. With that, she began to yell and scream again. And, and Lord said, leave her alone, leave her alone. She's healing. And she's just yelling and screaming. And yes, yes, yes. And he says, go ahead right now. I laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. And the Lord set her free. Please don't tell me here today that God does not know who you are, what you're going through, how 
how you have suffered in your life and that God doesn't have an answer. I want you to know that the God that I serve is a God that knows everything. But you know what, church? The Lord is looking for somebody in His kingdom with a different kind of spirit that can deal with people at the altar that are suffering in silence. People in the church that have been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, but they haven't been released of the turmoil and the misery that they're suffering in. Are you what God is looking for here tonight? Are you the one that God will be able to manifest His glory upon so that somebody can be set free in the name of Jesus? Dance the night away if you want to. But God is looking for somebody with a different kind of spirit. Now, our error in not using all of the benefit that God has given to us through this Holy Ghost that He has filled us with continues. When we deal with unconverted people. I don't know why it is we're taught this. It's not completely wrong. But sometimes we use it as an excuse. And when we encounter people out there that don't know the Lord, we always invite them to church. They might be suicidal when we meet them. But instead of actually dealing and ministering and allowing the Holy Ghost to do a miracle on the spot, why don't you come to to church with me on Sunday? And it's a Monday. And they've got to wait six, seven days to be dealt with. Like if this is the only place. It's almost like Disneyland, the magical kingdom. Like if God has no power outside of these walls. When we have to admit that we live far more hours outside of this church building than when we are here. But you know what hurts us? And you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Because you're going to grit your teeth. Because every time I know somebody says this about me, I don't like it at all. But I'm starting to find out in some areas it's true. Sometimes our legalism gets in the way. I know when Trinitarians say that, you want to fight. But you know what? There's some truth to what they say. You want a good example? I was fasting one day. Sometimes our rules and our regulations are so rigid. I'm going to start my fast at this time. I'm going to finish at this this time. Nothing and nobody's going to stop me. Not even God. I was fasting. Lunchtime comes. 
Anybody that's ever fasted, you know, lunchtime is like, oh, good. Decision time. You know, do I really go on with this fast like I said I was going to do? You know, we're really brave and, and, and strong at the, at the beginning of the morning when we get up and stuff. But come lunchtime, halfway, and, like, and our stomach starts gurgling. We're hungry. And we want to we wanna quit. Well, at lunchtime, the Lord came and he spoke to me. And he said, son, you are free to eat. Without even discerning, I said this. You lying devil! That's not God talking to me. God always asks of me more, not less. Oh, do you lying no good for nothing? I know who you are. And the Lord says, calm down. It's me. No, I'm not ignorant of your devices, Chamuka. I, I know where you're coming from. And the Lord says, oh, knock it off. It's me. I would love to tell you that I broke my fast because I was so spiritual and so sensitive to the voice of God and and I always know what he wants, and I'm obedient to his voice. But you want to know why I broke my fast? I was hungry. For all of you perfectionists, understand that uh, this could preach. Tell Pastor Brown, write it down for him, or give him the tape. God can use our weaknesses for His glory. And there I thought, here I'm going, like, oh God, I'm trying to... And I, I was hungry. And God used my weakness against me. But I was so hungry, I was hurrying up to my favorite restaurant before He changed His mind. Because I, I, I was hungry. I got there, got inside, looked around, was completely full, didn't have time to wait. So I went around, well, he sent me around the block to another place. And I'm thinking, oh, God, really, this is judgment. He sent me to a McDonald's. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I knew I shouldn't have broken my fast. Now, I know all the young people here are like, what's, what's wrong with McDonald's? That's a bomb. Big man, you're a super sign. Well, when you get to be my age, you know, you'll understand. We, we passed that road already. But I ordered my Big Mac. And I sat down when I received a different kind of spirit. Sitting in front of me was a young lady about 20, 25 years old. Gorgeous, two little girls, just blonde, blue eyed, just cute as a button, just, but they were, they were little rugrats. They were running all over the place and she wasn't paying attention. You could tell that there was something wrong by the far away look in her eye. And the Lord said, Go and minister unto her. 
I said, what, what, what do you want me to say? I said, I'll tell you when you get there. So I stood and nothing came. And there she is just looking at me, not saying a word, but her eyes were saying, okay, crazy man. You're going to stand there all day looking at me? Or are you going to say something? And I'm sweating bullets. I mean, I'm like, come on, go on. You know, I need your help. What if she yells and screams or calls the cops and they take me away and they put me in jail? I mean, my mind was racing. <laughs> Obeying the voice of God isn't all that easy at times. But finally it came. And I said, I'm sorry to bother you your lunch. But I know that you're heartbroken today. She's kind of looking at me like, how do you know? I said, last night when your husband came home from work, you had dinner prepared for him. But as he walked in the door, he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to eat. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to stay. I'm packing my bags all my belongings and I'm leaving you. This marriage is over. I do not love you anymore. Please, please, please don't try to talk me out of it. I have found somebody else to love and I just don't want anything to do with you anymore. And he left. I said this to her and I thought that if I were on the receiving end and it were true, I'd be bawling like a baby because I did not know this man who was talking to me. But she didn't flinch. She did not move. No show of emotion. Nothing. And I'm thinking, oh God. I prophesied wrong and oh for sure, she's going to call the cops. <laughs> and the Lord said, quiet down and ask her if it's okay to pray. I said, all right, I'll take her outside in the parking lot. He says, no, right here in front of everybody. Noon hour, completely full. I said, but it'd be easier for me. I don't care. <laughs> right here, right now. So I asked her, would it be okay if I laid my hand on your head and prayed for you? And for the first time in the entire conversation, her eyes started to well up with tears. Now, for all you gung-ho soul winners, I did not pray that God would fill her with the Holy Ghost. I did not pray that God would show her the oneness message. There were thoughts of suicide running rampant in her mind. And she was trying to decide whether she not only take her life, but the lives of her two little ones with her. She had just lost the love of her life. And she didn't know what she was going to do. She loved that man like no one else she had ever loved in her entire life. 
And she was completely heartbroken. And she could not think straight. And the Lord said, lay your hands on her so that I might give her the peace and the tranquility and to console her so that she might be able to go on. When I did that, the tears just flowed freely. And she was just weeping. And people were looking around and stuff. So it's okay, it's okay. We're all right. I'm praying and I'm praying and I felt a release in her spirit and long story short, I, I finally dismissed myself and I went back to sleep. So a few moments later, she gathered herself and she got the little girls with her and she came up to where I was sitting. She wanted to say something, but the words would not come out of her mouth. Only her lips were trembling. She started to cry again. I don't know how long she stood there. I'll remember her saying this. Thank you. And she left. How many people do we pass every day that are suffering in the same condition? But because it's not church night or we can, we're so excited about coming to church to get, to get our, our praise on or to get our blessing. They walk right past us. And we don't even know that we are there. And we think we're doing a great job because we're such great praisers and worshipers. And we're giving God honor and glory when the rest of the world is going to hell not knowing who Jesus is. If there ever was a time that we, the church of God, need a different kind of spirit, it's today. I'm going to close with this. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Can I get some music, please? The thing about serving God and heeding to a message like the one that has been preached to you here tonight is something that if I were in charge, thank God I'm not. But if I were in charge, and those that were serving me would not take full advantage of what I would get, what I would have given them, I would find somebody else. But you know what the sad thing about it is? Well, good for you and I. But sad for the world is this. Even if you do not change and you stay the way that you are, God's still going to bless you. God's still going to bless you. But what does that say to the ones that are suffering in silence? What does that say? to your schoolmates and to your co-workers 
and to your family members that we're always so busy coming to church that we don't have time to talk to them about the things of the Lord. And you know, maybe they do have their minds and their hearts closed. But I think with words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit flowing, God could use us so much more than what He has done to this point. I'm not saying that you're ungrateful. You're great praisers and worshipers. I enjoyed that portion of service here today. But you know what? We could add to what you already got. And allow ourselves to go to a different level. And to do what God originally called us to do. Can you stand with me? If that's what you want, a different kind of spirit. If you want God to move on you in ways that, well... You'll have to understand that you're not going to be in control. But God will lead you and guide you to those that are in need. Well, then I invite you to this altar. This altar calls not for everybody. But if that's what you would want here today, I believe that's what God is offering. A different kind of spirit. Won't you come? Let the Spirit of the Lord do what only God can do in your lives. And let His glory be unleashed. Hallelujah. Here tonight. Go ahead. Take your liberty. However you make contact with God tonight. If you have the Holy Ghost, get in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Let God have His way. If you're just going to be here standing, we don't want you here. You need to make some kind of contact with God. Hallelujah. Get in the spirit. One way or the other. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Let me make a difference in Pasadena, God. Hallelujah. Wherever I live, Lord Jesus, let me be the one that you use in this last hour.
Bow your heads one more time. We're going to make a prayer to change the order of the service. After the prayer, I'll explain in which direction we will go. Let's just thank the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, how you have spoken to us through your word. Your word always draws comfort. It challenges us, Lord God, to be better for you. As we yield ourselves unto your spirit, God, we ask that you continue speaking to us as we move in this other realm. Hallelujah. Allow me to see what the needs are in the house tonight and move according to your will. Thank you, God, because you're a God that wants to bless your people more than we'll ever know. Thank you one more time. In the precious, wonderful name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. As you're, as you're getting accommodated, let me just say this quickly, that we have moved into a part of the service where God speaks to us in a different way. It's not a better way. Although there's people that will follow signs and wonders ministries, it's truly the Word of God that has the solution and the answer to everything that we lack in our lives. Amen. But sadly to say, I know that when we come to the church with our minds bogged down with problems, many times physically we are here, but our minds are elsewhere. And when the Lord will give the speaker that night a word for you, unfortunately, because your mind is outside trying to figure out how to get out of the mess that you find yourself in, that word just kind of passes over. What you're about to see right now in a few moments talks about the mercy of God and just how much God loves us and wants to bless us. Even though we don't deserve it at times, even though we fall short many times, God is still there and he wants to bless us above and beyond what we actually deserve. Amen. Now, I'm going to ask one more time. I know I asked this question before and I didn't get a response, but I truly believe that God would like to feel with his spirit. And if there's somebody here that has not received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, God can give you that wonderful gift tonight. Do you have anybody at all? We got one. We got two. Come on up right now. Now, like I said to you before, for every ten people that come up, God feels at least eight. If there's anybody else in the house that is not, and understand that what we're asking of you here today is nothing more than what God asks when he's offering his plan of salvation. Unless a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Those aren't my words. Those are God's words. And if I were you tonight without the Holy Ghost, I would take advantage of the gift that the Lord has given to my wife and I in praying people through to the Holy Ghost. 
Because like I said, it happens usually at an 80% clip. So I'll ask again. I, I, I need some males up here. My wife takes care of the ladies, so she's going to do all the work tonight. Somebody here that has never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that you're willing to take a step out and allow God to fill you with this wonderful gift. Speaking in tongues? Was that the one and only time that you ever have spoken in tongues? That's fine. There's no problem with that. We can do that. Okay. My wife does this better than I do. I taught her the lesson and now she's better than I am. Go figure. All right. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to say a prayer. And all you're going to do is repeat my words. We're going to ask God to forgive you of all your sins in three areas or three categories. What you said, done, and thought. Just like that. Then in the prayer, we're going to ask God to cover all of those sins with his blood. Because it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us of all of our wrong. Then we're going to be ready at that moment to invite the Spirit of God inside of our heart. At that moment, just me, I will say this. In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost. That moment you will take a step of faith. That means you're going to do something that you've never done before. Well, you have. That you've never really done before or you don't really know how to do. Okay? At the moment that you make the invitation, God will put something in your head. It's your job to let it come out of your mouth. Now, repeat these words after me right now because they're really, really important. There's no wrong way of speaking in other tongues. Okay? You can't flunk this test. Isn't that wonderful to know for all the times we've flunked tests? You can't flunk this test. Why? Because God gives everybody a different thing to say. So you don't have to cheat over here or you don't have to cheat over there. You know, sometimes we want to get close to the person next to us and say, oh, whether they're speaking so we can copy. You don't need to do that. God will show you what to say. And by faith, that means you're just going to open your mouth at that time. You're going to begin to move your tongue. And you're going to speak a language that you do not understand. So, don't keep on talking in English or in Spanish or whatever language that you know. It's not going to help you. Worshiping and praising. I've heard that along that too. But understand. It's not going to help because eventually you're going to have to get to the step where we're going right now. And that's receiving. So, whatever comes out of your mouth, don't be afraid. Okay? Why? There's no wrong way. The only thing that I'm going to ask of you not to, that's cool how you're both wearing orange. <laughs> I doubt word of knowledge. Wow, long story. I don't have time. Anyway. Um. The only thing I'm going to ask you not to do is raise your hands until my wife or I can uh, verify that you're speaking in tongues. Then we will do that for you. And the reason I do that is because all those of you that are going to help us with your praise and worship, which are very good at, 
Once you see them with their hands raised, you're going to get happy. Because whoever, you know, these people are, whether it be a mama, a sister, a friend, whatever, you know them, you're going to get happy, you're going to worship even stronger, and the glory of God is going to come down. And watch, it's not going to take very long. I told you I'm not the typical Pentecostal. I don't believe in tearing all night long. Sorry, I don't work that way. I don't believe that God would really like to do that either. All right? You receive it. You speak it. Ivamanos. Oh, that's Spanish. All right? Now, I've said a whole lot of stuff. Look at me. I've said a whole lot of stuff. Let me just repeat briefly. We're going to pray. You're going to repeat my words. At the end of the prayer, just me, I will say, In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost. At that time, you're going to take your step of faith. You're going to open your mouth. You're going to begin to move your tongue. Whatever God places in your mind, you're going to speak it in a way that you're not going to understand. And like I already said, there's no wrong way. Whatever it is that God gives. And you know the neat thing about praying with children? They receive it a lot faster than adults. Want to know why? They believe every word I say. We, the adults, are like, well, what about this? And what about, and throw that out the window. Just believe that what I'm telling you is true. We've prayed thousands and thousands and thousands of people this way. All right? And if you can trust me, you're going to leave here speaking in tongues too. All right? Okay. Church stand. Now, I need a wild and crazy Holy Ghost song, but not yet. You know, you were ready, weren't you? You were like, yeah. Okay. As soon as I say, in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost, then just start, you can start jamming. Okay? A good, fast one. Don't start off real slow, like, the, you know, something I could lead into. No, 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 no. I want you to hit it hard. All right? Okay. Everybody bow your heads. Remember, I need to hear your voices, okay? Jesus, Lord, forgive me of all my sins, of what I have said, done, and thought. Right now, Lord, cover my sins with your precious blood. Now I am ready to invite your spirit inside of my heart. And I'm going to speak in other tongues as you show me what to say. Okay, here we go. In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost. Hit it, sister.